Hey everyone, it's Adam Bash, and I'll only steal a moment of your time to give you a couple updates on the Patreon page. First of all, thank you to everyone who's supported us thus far. Uh, we just released our first piece of character art for the comic we're funding, and the work by Jim Lawson and Colin Panetta is absolutely amazing. You've got to check it out. Um, we also have Sayer Ringtones in there, Aerolith Approved Recreation, which is a playset for Fiasco, which is this cool uh, improv game that uh, we're huge fans of. Uh, and everybody actually finally got their personal messages from Sayer. Uh, there's even a cool thread on the Geekly Inc. forums now where everyone's sharing their individual resident IDs. We also added something new this week, and that's an opportunity to play an all-new RPG set in the Sayer world. Um, it's a custom game system I've been working on, and if you play it with me, you'll inevitably get to hear a whole bunch of personalized Sayer messages in real time as the story evolves. Uh, so there's a new reward tier set up that you can secure your seat at the table uh, with a limit of five. Uh, but until that table fills up, we will be selecting a few random patrons to play, uh, regardless of how much they've pledged. That means by just pledging a few dollars a month, you may get the chance to play a game with me in the Sayer world. Uh, this game is going to start up next month, so if you haven't visited our Patreon page yet, now would be an ideal time. And you can find that at patreon.com Sayer. Again, thanks to everyone who supported us, and enjoy the show. Low-level alert. You may have noticed a significant decrease in portion size during your last few meals. There has been a minor issue in the protein synthesis lab. And, after a thorough inspection of all tangentially related job descriptions, we have determined this issue falls outside the direct responsibility of any specific employee in Halcyon. As a result, a new position has opened that urgently needs filled. Through a combination of work history analysis, employee value assessment, and random number generation, we have selected Resident 44396, Gretchen Funderburg, for this position. Congratulations, Resident Funderburg. We expect your swift attention to the matter at hand. Greetings, Resident Funderburk. Identification number 44396. I am Sayer, and today promises to be an interesting day. I apologize about the abruptness of this change. I know that you humans get accustomed to patterns and find dramatic changes in your daily schedule to be stressful. However, this should not be an anxious or worrisome time for you. You are the first ever Aerolith Meat Flow Technician, a pioneer in a field that, on days unlike today, will be a very high reward and low stress career. Please make your way to the nearest elevator. I will explain on the way. Halcyon's Protein Synthesis Lab produces the vast majority of protein pastes and cafeteria meats consumed on Typhon. With a significant dearth of local flora and fauna, 
Aerolith was faced with three options when deciding how to feed its employees. Option one was to import food from Earth on a consistent basis, tethering us to the dying planet below and quashing our dreams of a sustainable future. Option two was to bring large quantities of domesticated Earth animals to Typhon, which appeared promising in the early stages, but multiple trials proved unsustainable. The livestock kept getting inverted somehow. This left us with option three, lab-synthesized protein strands. The process existed before Typhon, but it took airless scientists to perfect it and make it a cost-effective means of generating edible muscle fiber. The only downside of the process has been, historically, that of timeliness. It takes a significant amount of time to prepare cells for protein synthesis, and that's just the beginning. The actual synthesis itself is relatively time-consuming, then there's packing, transportation, seasoning, and the outdated cooking process you humans seem to demand. Operating at peak efficiency, our protein synthesis lab has always been almost able to keep everyone on Typhon from starving. But that sterling record is now in jeopardy. Notice. Until further notice, all snack rations are hereby discontinued. This means the vending machines in any of the myriad rejuvenation lounges will no longer be accepting ration codes for chunker bars, slurry cakes, or beeflets. Aerolith nutritionist Dr. Rick Stevens, who has for years been engaged in a one-man smear campaign to, quote, educate residents against the ill effects of these junk foods, end quote, issued a formal statement that amounted to nothing more than 17 minutes of maniacal cackling that slowly degenerated into uncontrollable sobbing for a lifelong battle finally won. Let us all hope Miss Funderburk performs her new role admirably, so we can see that self-righteous Dr. Stevens put in his place. Resident Funderburk, as you have heard, all of Typhon is depending on you. You have arrived at the synthesis lab. Please proceed down the hall, following the path marked salting line. You will be entering and heading down into the meat line itself, where you will need to tend to some unfortunate complications. Do take care not to make direct eye contact for too long with any of the workers here in the protein synthesis lab. It takes a very specific type of human to truly revel in the creation of formless meat product. So, in order to minimize risk to tower personnel, we tend to keep them pretty busy down here. It is rare that they see genuine flesh grown in the traditional sense, and their curiosity can often get the better of them. It will be best if you can go unnoticed. You have been noticed, resident. I would suggest making haste towards the doorway to the salting line. 
the door there locks, and once inside, they will be quick to lose interest in you. But, speaking from an entirely practical perspective, I would be much more comfortable if you were on the opposite side of that 800-pound steel-reinforced door. That is truly a relief. I did not want to frighten you, but we've sent new employees down here before, and they always end up a little lighter when they return. The researchers in this lab are incredibly good at their job, which has developed into a problem in its own right, but they do lack somewhat in manners. They are always taking what doesn't belong to them no matter how attached the owner might be. To your left in the equipment closet, you will find a selection of rubber hip waders. One pair is sure to fit you. Do not worry, the closets in sub-basement 1 are among the safest in all of Halcyon Tower. We have discovered an odd correlation through the constant digging and building processes that stretch Halcyon bi-directionally in a semi-vertical fashion. The further we move away from ground level, the more unpredictable closets tend to become. Now, certainly some consideration must be made for the type of closets with which you're interacting. Nothing is as dangerous as a maintenance closet, no matter the floor but evidence suggests that as the absolute value of a floor number increases, so increases the likelihood that any given closet on that floor will contain a clutch of winged spiders, a perilously positioned bowling ball, or a direct portal into the screaming infinite, as opposed to, say, a relatively non-lethal arrangement of hip waders. Now that you are appropriately dressed, please enter the salting room. There is nothing that can prepare you for the smell, so I cannot understand why I have been programmed to warn you about it. Protein synthesis is a very effective solution to the problem of sustaining a large population so far away from Earth, but it does not result in what early testers consider a palatable eating experience. For that, we've had to rely heavily on something Typhon does have in heavy supply, salt. Well, to be fair, there is some chemistry involved in this as well, but where there is soda ash and a hefty supply of hydrochloric acid, the dedicated man may soon find carbon dioxide, water, and salt. This salting process, unlike in traditional meat processing on Earth, is not for preservation purposes. Believe me when I say there are enough antibiotics in this synthetic protein paste to eradicate any bacteria that somehow managed to make it onto Typhon, which in and of itself would be a miracle. Here we salt simply for flavor, 
and it is a crucial stage for the protein on its way to the familiar tubes you know and love from the cafeteria. If you take a moment to look down into the trough below, you may be able to see the issue we're encountering. We have, from all appearances, an overabundance of meat. The river of synthesized tissue has never been this high through the salting line. From a layman's perspective, one might wonder how we could possibly have a protein shortage when this 40 by 100 foot trough is filled to a depth of almost three and a half feet. However, what you are seeing is the result of a bottleneck. Somewhere within the grates at the end of the salting line, there is a blockage. And traditional means of clearing it have not worked. Please approach the ladder to your right and descend into the trough. The current flow of meat is not sufficient to cause you any undue concerns. But I'm certain you will have that fixed in no time. As they say here in the protein synthesis plant, chunks happen. Occasionally, a mass of cells reacts a little aggressively to the synthesis process. And instead of long, easily processed strands of muscle fibers, the result is a massive hunk of flesh. These are often no larger than a golf ball, but Dr. Herring boasted earlier in the year to have, quote, accidentally, unquote, produced one the size of a human head. It was not, he maintained, simply a human head. It came from the cells. No one from management was interested in coming down to sub-basement one to investigate the situation any further, and everyone just went on with their respective days. Be careful. Despite the restricted meat flow, it can be very slippery in there. Or at least, all theoretical data indicates it should be very slippery in there. No one has gone down into the meat flow before. Those hip waders were one inventory cycle away from being returned to the stock warehouse outside Asia's Tower. You should consider yourself very lucky. As you reach down into the river of meat to feel around for any unusually large chunks, I should take this opportunity to warn you that you are not alone. As I said before, traditional means of clearing the obstruction have not worked. Somewhere beneath the surface of that river of meat, there is a chunk-seeking construct controlled by one of Aerolith's simpler AIs. He is reasonably dubbed Mincer. It is unknown why Mincer has not dealt with the obstruction, wherever he may be. He has been unresponsive as of late, which I take to imply a certain determination in his work. If you happen to locate Mincer, you will know by your sudden and unstoppable bleeding from the part of your body that, until recently, contained your hand. It is likely the obstruction is past the salt spreaders, amid the grating at the far end of the trough. 
follow the natural current of the protein and head to the opposite side. I would strongly advise you close your eyes while passing under the salt spreaders. I will alert you when it is safe to open them again. You are now past the salt spreaders. Continue forward to the end of the line and investigate the grate thoroughly. If you do not feel the obstruction, reach down deeper. I understand your arms are not quite long enough to reach the bottom of the grate without submerging your face, but it is imperative that you locate the obstruction. You seem to have found something. Feel around and try to pull it free. How interesting. It seems Mincer had somehow overturned in the current of the meat flow and had gotten stuck in the grate. He, apparently, did not alert us to his condition out of embarrassment. I do not blame him, to be honest. When the elevators hear about this, you will be momentarily happy to hear that in your blind groping, you have managed to dislodge him from the grate sufficiently enough for him to be able to maneuver again on his own. You will be unhappy to hear that he, as expected, considers you a meat chunk that is unmistakably outside standard deviation. And, once he fully rights himself, he will begin moving in your direction, with the intent of mincing you into a fine paste. You will also be less than thrilled to notice that the meat flow has subsequently increased again. So, moving back against the current to evade mincer will be challenging, to say the least. Do remember to close your eyes when you pass under the salt spreaders again. Despite these concerns, you did a splendid job on your first day as a meat flow technician. I am Sayer, and I expect this new position will keep you quite busy. If you manage to escape the meat flow, I cannot imagine it will be long before Mincer thinks to try this again. End of transmission. In 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. Sayer is voiced and produced by Adam Bash. This episode, entitled Chunks Happen, was written by Adam Bash. You can follow Adam on Twitter at TheAdamBash. Music by Jesse Mainfinger Gregory. To hear more of Jesse's work, visit Mainfinger.com. Sayer is part of the Geekly Inc. podcast network. If you like what you hear, then check out other Geekly Inc. shows like Drunks and Dragons, Cthulhu and Friends, Cast of Thrones, or Top 5 of Death. Want to give back? Head on over to iTunes and leave us a five star rating and review. Or share us with a friend. We're totally into that. And make sure to follow Sayer for Earth and Typhon-based updates on Twitter at I am Sayer. A special thank you to all of you who supported Sayer through our Patreon page at patreon.com slash Sayer. And a very special thank you to our highly advanced patrons, Landon Smith, AOD Industries, Michael and Melissa Lane, John Caulfield, and Keith Corville. 